0: Universe 7. And we juice the 2 and 5. Yo, what's going on Labro Retriever? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General Fitness comedy studio. Today is Monday, September 13th, 2021, and this is Season 8, Episode 102. Man, we're up in there. I was actually just talking about this in an episode. I think I'm almost at like 700 episodes. Jesus. Woo! Working it. Anyway, so yeah, this is Season 8, Episode 102, and today I'm going to be talking about the Pareto Principle. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds boring, right? But actually, uh, it's not really all about the Pareto Principle, but I brought it up in today's episode because it it does apply to uh, your life as well as your workout. So uh, how it does is uh, I'm going to explain it a little bit more in the episode, but essentially the more you do, the less you can attribute it that way that action to your goals. So I'm going to be talking about the most efficient workouts, most effective workouts and how that Pareto principle as well as I kind of mentioned this thing called the Ziff's law offhand, but it's an interesting thing as well. It's just funny how when you look at life, sometimes your life can actually be measured in numbers and numbers and, and these numbers and formulas that you would never think of like people think of these things. It's great that we have these type of minds out these types of minds out there, but you know, would never think that you can put so much of your, life into formulas and numbers that can be predictive of your of your actions so in a way it's kind of like people can predict the results of of what's going to happen be based on you know these things that i'm doing so yeah in a way life is not really up to chance and that's not really what i was talking about at all in this episode but it's just a realization i came to after you know actually you know reading uh, that article on the ziff law i'll tell you more about that but also just reading this book, and as I've been reading it for God knows how long. I've read it a couple times now, but uh, that 80/20 principle book by Richard Koch. If you haven't picked that book up, I would highly suggest you pick it up because it just—it really uh, brings it to a point how much uh, this Pareto principle is involved in pretty much every single aspect of your life, from you know the plane tickets to how much productivity you have at work. This Pareto principle can predict this. Uh, pr- pretty much within like a decimal point, so, anyways, yeah. Uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Season 8, episode 102. We're gonna call this one Efficiency and You. <laughs> Lego, I know I love you. <laughs> all right. So, I'm back. I miss Friday. Uh, because I'll give you the God's honest truth. I just didn't feel like it. You know, I just was on Wednesday. I had an inkling. That's, that's why you probably heard on the last episode is it maybe, uh, but I was just not feeling myself from, Pretty much Wednesday until this morning, to be honest with you. Now, it wasn't anything like anything bad. I wasn't throwing up. I didn't have any cough or anything like that. I wasn't even really congested from what I could feel. It just didn't feel like myself. Uh, So, what I did is I took this weekend and I just uh, went on a little adventure. You know, I I took my time to hang out in nature and just enjoy uh, beauty in its finest. You know, I love nature and I love the way that you know you can just go out and see beauty that you didn't have to make, you know, it's just kind of cool to, to be able to appreciate that. So I like to do that. And every once in a while, it's just like necessary because, you know, the, you get overstimulated with the, with the world and all those things that you have to do as an entrepreneur. And sometimes it's just like, you just need to step away and unplug. So that's what I did. And I feel pretty good. Uh, I, I'm back to it and I'm ready to, this episode hard you know i was just thinking while i was uh walking through that garden i saw a lot of beautiful things and the beautiful things that we see why they're beautiful a lot of why they're beautiful a lot of times is because uh you don't see them often you know it's like if 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 you see it all the time it's not necessarily beauty you know we don't see it the same way at least you know if you see something that is out of the ordinary and it's like that's that's normally how you classify models like models aren't necessarily uh, the, the people you see on the street, they're, you know, different looking people. That's, that's why sometimes you see models and, you know, some people may say they're not that beautiful and it's because it's not because they're picked because of their beauty. A lot of times they are beautiful, but it's more, uh, for their uniqueness. So that's the key. here. And then, uh, the reason why I'm, put, uh, I'm, I'm mentioning that today is because I wanted to talk briefly about the, the Pareto principle, the 80, 20 principle, and, uh, how that applies to your workout. So if you're not familiar with the uh, Pareto principle, it's uh, it's it's called the 80-20 principle. And it's essentially uh, the 80% of the data makes up for 20% of the results, more or less. So anywhere you go in the world, this is not something just made up for certain things. This is pretty much uh, across the board in anything that happens, whether it be the cost of plane tickets, uh, the cost of, you know, uh, the cost of, Cars, the amount of cars sold, how many uh, breaks you may take throughout the day or how many breaks you may take or the people in your office may take throughout the day. It's always, you know, or how much productivity you have throughout the day. You know, 80% of your time is spent getting 20% of your results. So a lot of your time is wasted for the most part. And that's, that's across the board for most people, you know, it's like, it's just 80, 20. And, you know, for some people, it's closer to 70, 70, 30. Some people's closer to 90, 10. Uh, but for the most part, all across the board, uh, you can even look this up, the Pareto principle, it's a, it's a, it's a huge representative of what our life is composed of. And it's, and there's another thing, uh, just kind of a side tangent, I heard about called the Ziff's law. And that's an interesting one too. It's a uh, I, I found that out when I was just uh, you know, I was reading something. I don't remember what I was reading, but I was talking about uh, what is. It, it actually asked and that's probably why I read it because it was uh, it led with the what is the most used word in the English dictionary, and I was like a you know it's the shortest word right? Uh, but the uh, shortest not the shortest word, but the most used word in the English dictionary is the the. Who knew, right? The preposition the. Uh, But the funny, the interesting thing about that, I mean, also that that's interesting in itself. The interesting about that thing about that is that the second most used word is used exactly or almost exactly half as many times as that word. And the third most used word is is one use one third. So essentially uh, what this zips law is the, uh, I mean, they use big words in it and they said like the data is co- co, co- to the inverse of the, <laughs> of the uh, ranking or something like that. But essentially what it is, is that the, uh, the third rank, the, you know, the first rank word, obviously is the first rank word. Second rank word is half as much as the uh, first rank word. the, Third rank word is third as the third of the second rank word, and so on and so forth. So it's it's interesting, and that's just that's one of the things like the um, Pareto principle that just exists in nature. We don't know why it exists that way, but we find that there's a lot of things that are connected to math, and a lot of like things that we think are more or less chaotic that are actually uh, relatively measurable and predictable. So that being said, <laughs> that being said about the majority of your time and the majority of space, what is the best workout for you, right? What is the most effective workout? What is the best thing to work on? Now, I've answered this question before, and I had to kind of think about it again after reading that, that story, or it wasn't even a story, reading that article about the uh, Ziff's Law. And thinking about the Pareto Principle, which I learned in, I think it was actually a book called The 80 20 Principle. <laughs> yeah, actually it was. And I think I might actually have it on my shelves here somewhere. Uh, yes, yes, I do actually. It's by uh, Richard Koch, if you're interested in uh, learning more about that. But um, uh, the 80 20 Principle, we're going to apply that to your workout today. And I have a different answer than what I had before because uh, there are different parameters on this on this question. See, if you're looking for the best workout, like say for instance, so if you're looking to get stronger, if you're looking to gain as much testosterone as possible, get as much mass as you can, then your best and most effective workout is going to be a leg workout. You know, you want to do leg extensions, squats, deadlifts you know, lift, you can lift heavy. Um, I wouldn't suggest you lift heavy if you're, you know, if you're beginner to intermediate, you know, but, you know, lift heavier than you would normally lift for like dumbbells. You know, that's why you deadlift. So if you're looking for mass, that's the best exercise. It's the best and most effective way to use your time to get that to that goal of mass. Now, if you want to be overall strong, you know, that's a little bit different. That's a little bit different than uh, working your legs. Uh, because working your legs is one thing, right? You know, keep, It keeps you strong. That's what you stand on. Uh, that has most of your human ho- growth hormones, So it's going to help you uh, grow your muscles faster. Uh, but for overall strength, that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, because you have to think, again, in that 80-20 principle. What is the thing that controls most of your movement? Because, you know, essentially movement, you know, strength is the the ability to move through space or move objects through space uh, with as much force as possible. So if you only do your work, your legs, if you're only doing legs, you're not going to be able to bench press, right? If you're only bench pressing, you're not going to be able to do legs. But there is something that's going to help you do both. And that's exercising your core. And, I, and now a lot of people believe that core is just your abs. And I, I want to dispel that myth here. Because, you know, a lot of people do refer to your core as, or your abs as your core. And they're not wrong in saying that. Your abs are part of your core. Uh, but what is actually consider your core would be your hips, your abdominals, your, and your lower and mid-back. You know, more or less pretty much from your, your neck down to your uh, pelvic bone. And maybe even lower than that, maybe the top of your the top of your thighs would be considered your core. And why a lot of people consider that as your core is because it's the main mover of your body. You know, everything is attached to that area. So using Pareto Pareto's principle in this case, we're gonna see that 80% of your workout is gonna be dedicated to 20% of your results. So if, you know, obviously you're going to be taking water breaks, you're, you know, you're going to be taking rest, oxygen breaks and all that stuff. So 80% of your workout is going to get 20% of your results. So the majority of the thing that you want to work is the thing that is going to be the most prevalent in every, in every part of your movements, right? So, and and to go back, we can use Ziff's law. And if, uh, if you have 100% of your workout being your core then the other parts of your workouts you know the thing that's your second most used you know leg group or the thing that is your second most used body parts would be your legs so you probably should work legs and then the third would be your arms you know obviously depending on what you need these these your appendages for you know like (laughs) if you say if you're somebody that's a climber you probably want to have stronger arms and legs Uh, if you're someone that is a sprinter. You're probably going to want to have really, really strong legs in comparison to your arms. Obviously, you want everything strong, um, but you know you want to be stronger in your legs because you run on your legs, not with your arms. <laughs> and if, if you just want to be overall strong, you're not consider you're not really uh, working out for any specific reason except for to just to be strong. Then your best bet is to work your core. So, in summary, what I'm what I'm saying here is that. Your best workout, unless you're specifying your workouts for some specific event, is to exercise your core. And that can be by doing you know, leg lifts, ab, you know, crunches, planks. Planks are a great exercise because they work all of your core because it's a stability exercise with isometrics. So essentially what you're doing is you're working your abs, your hips, and your lower back because you're stabilizing yourself with those muscle groups. Uh, you also want to work on things that can help you push and pull. So you know, push-ups are going to be good. If you can do pull-ups, those are also good. You know, these they might be considered upper body exercises, but if you're doing them properly, you know, if you're not rushing through them, you're working your your core, you know, as well as your upper, as well as, as well as your arms and even your legs, because you have to use those legs to stabilize in some of those exercises. So. Again, the point here being made is that if you want a great workout that's going to be for your average person, then you're going to want to have the 80% of your exercise be core exercises. And that's, you know, that's just kind of how nature works. You know, if you want to follow nature, that's the best way to do it. And obviously you can be, you're going to have specifications for the thing. I have athletes that I train, We, when we train, we we work mostly leg exercises, or we work uh, things that pertain to their, you know, their hand-eye coordination, or they pertain to their speed and agility. Uh, but for the most part, you know, if I'm working an athlete that is more uh, leg-based, you know, I'm working, you know, which is pretty much every athlete, you know, uh, we're going to be doing, you know more leg and reaction and you know hand eye coordination kind of things and yeah uh, you know, again to go to my earlier point cuz i can't think of another uh sport where you only use your arms like a a climber if they came in maybe uh, uh maybe a a swimmer might be someone as well but they you know they would be almost mostly core exercises cuz you know you have to keep your core engaged if you're going to move your whole body through the through the water right so anyways A climber is going to be, it's going to be our example for, for that one. But if you're a climber, you're probably going to only want to work those upper body muscles. So in short, you understand, uh, you know, what, what the 80-20 principle is, how it applies to your workouts, and what the best way is to work out if you're not working out for something specific. All right, there you go. I'll catch you later. I really do appreciate you listening to this episode. If you have a chance, feel free to share this with a friend or whoever cuz you know, I really appreciate the help. And uh, you know, obviously subscribe if you haven't. And of course, leave a rating and review. All right, I'll check you later. And as always, keep good company.